Hello and welcome to God's Words with Friends, a podcast by Gospel Center Missionary Church. I'm glad you're here. My name is Ben Pippin, and today I'm joined by Jim Bear and Tara Blankenship. If you have a moment, you can open your Bible app or open God's Word to James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, as we study God's Word together today. But before we start, why don't we open with a word of prayer? And Tara, would you open us with a word of prayer? I would love to. Dear God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to dig into your word, even though there are fewer of us today. Um, God, I pray that you would um, just speak through us, God, that you would teach us something through the passage that we are about to read. Uh, we pray that our discussion would be a blessing to uh, those who listen. We love you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. A real positive verse today, isn't it? <laughs> well, we're going to start with this question here. What is something that you have done that you knew you shouldn't have? What's something that you've done that you knew that you shouldn't have? I'll begin because Tara will take a long time coming up with this because she never does anything bad. But um, a while back, Notre Dame was playing in the Cotton Bowl down in Dallas, Texas. And so for Christmas, my, as a Christmas gift, my sons gave me a uh, road trip to Dallas. So we were driving down to Dallas, and uh, my two sons and I just having a great time. We got into Oklahoma, and it was like 3 in the morning, and we're tooling down the road, just breakneck speed, and my son, who was in the passenger seat, noticed that the speed limits were 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, in very close proximity. And he said, I think this is a speed, speed trap. And so I'm driving away, and I'm and I am uh, going a little bit faster than I should, maybe. And uh, I'm, but I'm thinking, hey, it's like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. No policeman's going to be out at that time. So I passed a truck in a fifty mile an hour zone. So I'm going like you know fifty eight. Mm-hmm. By the time I get around the truck, I'm in a thirty mile an hour zone, <laughs> and I'm still going fifty eight. And uh, all of a sudden, this gentleman pulls up behind me with a flashing light. Mm. And uh, so I had to pay a ticket because I, as I saw that, my son even warned me. But I was thinking, nah, that couldn't happen. So yeah, occasionally th- things happen that I, I, you know, I know I shouldn't do, but I did it anyway. Yeah. So I was, uh, this one's recent. I was on the phone with somebody with customer service and it was during COVID-19, you know, the whole stressful things. I might have shared this before, maybe not, but I was talking and I was getting frustrated because the service that we were being provided was taking longer than expected. They're like, oh yes, we'll send it to you. Oh yeah. And I remember just snapping at the person and I like, I knew I shouldn't get angry, but I'm like, I'm going to get angry and get my way. And I was like, well, I'm just going to give you a bad review on Google. And I just kind of lashed out. I'm like real, real juvenile. And the the person on the other line of the phone was like, why would you say that? 
That's a terrible thing to say. Why? Why? Isn't this a church? Oh! At that point, I was like, oh, Jesus, forgive me. Um, you know, I, it was just one of those moments where it's just like, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, and I let it show. And I knew I shouldn't. And we, he, me and the guy, we, we smoothed things over. We made it work out. But still, it was just one of those moments where it was like, oh, man. Hmm. Yeah, I did have a hard time coming up with something because I'm a people pleaser and a rule follower and I try not to do anything that is going to make anybody angry. But when I am left to just myself, like when I tried to go on a diet a few weeks ago, <laughs> the only person I'm going to upset by not following the rules is myself and uh, apparently I don't care about upsetting myself too much and I ate some things with a lot of calories even though my diet told me I was not supposed to. Mm. Every day for me. That's, every, uh, that's my life. <laughs> yeah. We're on the seafood diet, aren't we? That's we right. seafood and we eat it. Right. Um, well, hey, today's passage, we want you to know that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, there's a lot more to this than, of course, just words that we say. Um, we think, you know, if you think about it, out of the overflow of our hearts, is really where our actions, our feelings, and the things that we do come from. And that's what this here, this passage of James points to. It points to things like quarrels and fights and um, asking with wrong motives and wanting to get things to spend on ourselves and these type of things. And so my question that I'll turn over to my esteemed colleagues is this. When you look at the list of negative statements in these verses, what would you say the main point James is trying to get at? Or, or what's he trying to highlight for these believers about their words and actions versus what's really going on inside of them? Well, what really stuck out to me as we were reading this um, is just that he, he really explains that God is not going to help them do anything that is not of God's will. Mm. Um, that's what stuck out the most to me and hit me like a ton of bricks. I know I often, uh, you know, will, will be like, God, do this for me. Like, come on, why hasn't this happened? And a lot of times when God's not answering my prayer, if I just go back and I'll look at my motives behind my, what I'm asking for, it, it's my will, not God's. Yeah. Yeah, look at that, those... Five words, you do not ask God. Hmm. Uh, that's we we rely on ourselves so much and so much so that down in verse 4, uh, James addresses uh, the people as you adulterous people. Hmm. Adultery, that's a bad thing, right? Oh, yeah, last time I checked. Yeah, and so, and, and who, are we adult, who are we adulterous with? We're loving ourselves mm-hmm. more than we love God. We're relying on ourselves more than we rely on God, so we do not ask God because God might say something different. God might say, "Don't eat that food." God might say, "You know, don't speed." God might say, "Don't treat that person that way." And we say, "I'm not going to ask God because God's going to give me some bad news, so yeah. I'm going to rely on myself. My, I become God, and so that's why He calls us uh, mm-hmm. adulterous people." Yeah, I really like the first two questions because I think if we in any situation that we are maybe tempted to do something we shouldn't or, you know, we've got that fighting spirit. I think those two questions in verse one are very helpful. What causes fights and quarrels among you? 
don't they come from the desires that battle within you? It, it, the reason I think they're so illuminating is that how often in a fight do we, we get ready to fight someone and we say, you know what, Jim? I'm a selfish jerk. And you know what? If, if you weren't so slow, I wouldn't be so darn impatient because I'm a selfish jerk and I'm da da you know, and, and instead of looking within ourselves as the cause of our, our fights and quarrels, how quickly do we look at somebody else and we blame them? Or we come up with a reason why they're the bad guy, not my own selfish gunk inside of me. I think the longer we live, the more we realize how, how imperfect we are. Mm. And uh, um, we, and, and the answer to this, down in verse 7, submit yourself then to God. Yeah. Resist the devil because what does the devil want? The devil wants you to become that God. He wants you to become that adulterous person. Mm-hmm. And so he's uh, so if we submit to God, then we resist the devil. He'll leave us alone for a moment, and uh, we put God in, in the rightful place as God. Yeah. It's it's really profound when as we're digging in here even deeper in the passage. You know, like you know, verse four. You know, Jim, you point out that he says we're an adulterous people, but the the adultery is that we're friends with the world as opposed to lovers of God. And if you think about that, think about how often the fights that we get in are about things of this world. Oh, that those stop those traffic signs. They shouldn't have been that way. Oh, um, this person should be more catering to my will because my timing isn't working out. Like we, we're so caught up in this temporal thing that we don't really realize that the battle's a spiritual one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really the cause. Is we're we're talking about a spiritual problem, and we like to fight a very temporal battle, like a very physical, earthy kind of thing, and we're barking up the wrong tree. And the scary part here is look at the end of verse six. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do you seriously want God opposing you? No. <laughs> he, he always wins. And you know, you may argue with people of the world, and you know, and 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 overwhelm them some way, but you're not going to do that with God. So He opposes the proud, but as we humble ourselves, what does He do? He gives grace to us. Yeah. And boy, that's a that speaks a mouthful right there. We really need to be humble instead of. Putting ourselves first, we need to we need to allow God to be first in our lives, and then and recognize our place. Then, and uh, as we humble ourselves, then God gives us extra grace. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's it's one of those things that my mother-in-law, when she watches a movie, she likes to fast forward to the end because she likes to know how it how it turns out, um, and that relieves her anxiety and some of her negative emotion during the movie because she knows how the ending actually is. You know, I, I think if we truly believe that God is holy and that he's good and that he's awesome and that he's given us grace and that he wins in the end, shouldn't the way that we treat each other and the way and our, we allow our hearts and the motives of our hearts, shouldn't they be more in line with God if we know he wins? A hundred percent. You know? Um, I've talked a little bit on the podcast about the journey God's been taking me through over the last couple of years, but um, just this this mentality shift of um, looking at a worldly timeline of, you know, from birth to death, and then switching that to 
um, to an eternal one of, you know, there's a lot more to our lives than, than between birth and death. In fact, that's a small portion of it. And when you really like think of things in that perspective and, you know, knowing what's at the end of the movie, oh, you, you play the middle game way different. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Well, friends, we want to encourage you today that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's your heart saying today? God bless and have a great day.